Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Neil and Christian Baker Psychic Hour. Okay, here we are, Friday morning and uh, on the West Coast, at least. And our call-in number, 914-338-0164. And uh, we hope that we hear from some of you today. I've posted the show on our social media sites. And for those of you who haven't, we would love it if you joined us there on Facebook and on Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our blog talk radio profile, Neil and Christian Baker Psychic. Um, what else? Any announcements, Neil? Oh, our schedule for next week. We are going to be on the air um, on on uh, on Monday and Wednesday. And I apologize for the pause, but our chat room is open again. Uh, And I'm letting them know we don't have a chat room. I don't know how to close this. If any of our listeners that do a show know how not to open the chat room or not to activate the chat room, I would appreciate it if you could let me know how not to activate it. Because I have emailed Blog Talk Radio, and unfortunately, they haven't let us know what to do um, as far as the chat room is concerned. Um, Anyway, again, we are on Monday and Wednesday of next week. And that's about it. Let's get started. Are you here? Yeah. I am. Doing. Was thinking that. Uh, <laughs> you know, when, 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 whenever we discuss the uh, chakra system on the body. And we have these different divisions, so to speak, uh, for each chakra. The idea of that the location of the chakra signifies the definition of the area that that it uh, inhabits. As far as what it what it does physically, like the vocal chakra, yeah. is the, the fifth chakra is the vocal chakra. You speak. And, yeah, I mean, chakra. it's pretty obvious that, uh, you know, the, the vocal chakra, the fifth chakra, number five, being the throat, would be communication and so on. It seems pretty, pretty obvious. But what happens a lot of times is that the chakra systems become diffused. They, they, or in other words, they lead into one another. And so it's very hard to clearly define 
particular chakra in relation to its the clarity of its definition. So the fifth chakra could involve relationships. The fifth chakra could involve the foundation of life and that kind of thing. Um, spirituality may be the, the foundation of someone's life. So what we've devised is that we, we theorize that each chakra has seven layers. So there's seven layers to each chakra. And the layer that the chakra is on, whatever layer it's on, it could be multiple layers, it could be one, it could be all seven at once. But that would pertain to the general theme of the chakra and then what circumstances are uh, involved in that chakra. Well, it's, it can get confusing because if someone's having a problem in their foundation and difficulty communicating versus having a problem in communication with a difficulty in the first level of the fifth chakra, that's where it gets a little bit tricky. Yeah. It's hard to, I mean, you have to kind of flow with this. It's almost like improvisational reading. You have to kind of move with it and decide where things are. And that also pertains to one's knowledge of the chakra system and one's knowledge of putting things together. And it's like a doctor asking all these obscure questions but putting together in his mind a, general, mind. a general evaluation of uh, a condition, aside from running tests. We run tests by asking uh, the subject matter, you know, what's going on in their life. Sometimes we do that. Sometimes we just divine it. There are two channels to doing a reading. One is you ask question and get energy from the answer and you elaborate from that point. The other is you just, you don't ask the question, you just divine the answer before the question's even asked, and you just feed out information. Usually it's a marriage of both. The channels are mixed, very mixed. It's like a riptide. The, the, the currents of energy that move within the psychic come from different regions of the astral realm. So with that in mind, what else, the other thing that psychics get is the intensity of the energy, whether it's panic or concern or something good coming. How does a psychic know when a question is asked, will this be a good result or a bad result? Well, Sometimes it's just divining the answer. Other times it's because of the energy of what they're receiving gets a high energy field or a low energy field. So it's almost like um, if you're running a pain test and you go, does this hurt? Oh, yeah, this hurts a lot. Does this hurt? No, it's mild. Uh, what, how do you feel today between 1 and 10? Oh, I'm about a 4. The same thing happens with the vibration of a psychic energy. The, the psychic uh, receives a, an energy field pretending to a question. And then that question um, is therefore uh, asked, answered. As, <laughs> um, and uh, Based on the vibration that the psychic gets from the question. So there's 
obviously being neutral, it's easier to get a clear vibration. Sometimes when you're not neutral, the vibration can be uh, difficult to read. True. I, I personally, I think that stupid eye test is, it, is this clearer or is this uh, clearer? Is this clearer or is this clearer? That's harder to me to decide which letter is clearer when they do those change those lenses than it is to receive. I know. I, well, I, I I I've had problems with making decisions on the eye test and have had um, changes of prescription based on not giving the correct answers. On the eye test. I'm always struggling on that. I always, never can see. Sometimes I'll say, clear. Well, well, no, they're both clear, but one letter is higher than the other whenever you change it. It seems like the letters go up and down, up and down. But I, but when they say, is this clear? And then they do it fast. And then they get irritated because you're not answering. Well, they just actually, we watched an episode on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm where this is part of the show. Yeah. Um, and I... <laughs> I felt very much like David's character. I related to him in terms of uh, not being able to decide. Yeah, it, you know, it's um, it's like you want to say to the person, you want to get out two credit cards and say, is this the true credit card I'm going to pay you with, or is this one? Is this one or this one? They both look alike. This one or this one? This one or this one? You know, the the irritation of trying to decide by the physical world what is more clear is analogous to the idea of, well, tell us, is it going to be okay or isn't it? Am I going to get the, am I going to get the job or am I not? And sometimes when you go into the field, the energy levels look so similar, not withstanding the fact that you're being rushed to give the idea that it's hard to kind of tell. Um, and then you're bombarded by other images that come in. Because when you do those eye tests, you know, bluebirds and butterflies and lizards don't pop up on the screen. When you're doing a reading, they will. You have these, at least I do, I get these pop-ups. Um, you know, somebody says, so might we get married to Joe? And I go, well, let me go look. Well, I'm seeing a lizard right now. Oh, my <laughs> God, I just caught a lizard yesterday. Oh, I'm going to marry a lizard. <laughs> yeah. And, and so... Um, you know, as and you go, well, well, why did the lizard come in when I'm asking about Joe? I don't know. There was a pop-up. It came in. Well, you know, it's funny. My dad had a collection of lizards. And he and Joe reminds me of my dad. Could that be it? So you go out of these, you know, you get off on these tangents and you're off and running. Well, yeah, and you have to try to piece together the puzzle of what is coming up in the reading and 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 then apply it to the person's question uh, and decide on an answer as far as what they're, you know, going to get or not get according to their question. Right. But it's, I mean, destiny line with a client, if a client has a destiny and is asking a question pertaining to something that is destiny bound, I think it's easier to give an answer than if there's, creative destiny going on, which well, what's is self-created. Um, I told that client that she and Joe were going to open up a <laughs> reptile farm, and they actually did. <laughs> you can see it, it's in Anaheim. I wish we had that. Well, we have alligator farm. I like lizards. Okay, hold on just a moment. 919, we're going to be getting to you right now. Hi. Hello. Yeah. 
This is Kay from Georgia. How are you guys doing? Hi, hi, Kay. Hi. Good. And you know what? I clicked on the chat room and saw that our was you were in our chat. And we don't normally oh, open okay. the So can you tell us? <laughs> because we're confused about how our chat room keeps getting opened when we're out there. So does it show a chat room when you are on the Blog Talk Radio site? Hold on. Let me see. Let me click on it. Because I think if you click on Blog Talk, it automatically, yep, it automatically opens up. Well, on my phone, it automatically opens up. So I don't know if you have That's to weird. do something, but I just opened the um, the actual link to um, Blog Talk, and I see at the bottom it just says, um, Yep, I think yeah. you said we don't have a chat room. So I think it might default to you to have a chat room. Yeah, I've got I've, I've emailed support about that, but I saw that you were in there prior to me clicking on the tab, so I know that it's opening by itself. But anyway, okay, now yes. that we've got yes. that straightened out, let's get your birth date again. Twelve twenty nine sixty six. Okay. What's going on? How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing 66. I'm doing a lot better. Um, the, um, Neil had given me, I, you know, I was mentioning about the interview that I had pending with the, um, the company with the letter G interview went wonderful second. So I'm still waiting to hear. And I still believe, I mean, that's, that's the one I'm not sure why it got delayed. Well, let me reword that I know why possibly it got delayed. I had to do some shifting in my energy. Um, as you guys know, the present job I'm on has been hellish and debilitating. Whatever. So last Friday, the short of it is last Friday I had a moment that just took me over the edge. And it was, honestly, I just knew I was having a nervous breakdown. So I had to regroup. I really, truly did. Um, so I started back journaling, doing my meditation really more intensely and focused, and started praying. And just between last Friday and today, there has been such a drastic change in my energy, so much so to the point where on Wednesday, um, my manager had come at me in a rude way, uh, now it's gotten so that not only is it in our private conversations, but it was like doing our, our group meetings so other people are noticing it. Uh, but Wednesday, I just stood up to her, not in a unprofessional way, but just pretty much said that, you know, this is offensive. I do not appreciate this. And it was, one, so liberating for me, and, two, shocked her so much that she honestly changed how she communicated with me through the follow-up meeting, which was just a few minutes later. Now, she still has some tendencies because yesterday she, you know, she was a little snippy, but not to the same degree. So I think me changing my, my mindset, changing the way I interpret things and the way I handle things, shifting my energy is probably opening up a lot. So my question now is, how soon do you see the G company calling me? <laughs> so I want to go back because I know you sent a message to us. What, when was the interview? 
three weeks ago. That's a long and, and, time. Well, it might be in it might be in the fourth, but I did follow. Uh, well, I was told that it was going to be a couple of weeks before I would hear back, and okay. then I did send um, a message to the HR, and they said that they would be back in touch, uh, but I just hadn't heard anything. So things stand at this point. So when did you contact HR? Uh, it's been a couple of weeks, so. It's been a couple of um, weeks since I was contacted with Human Resources. And you didn't get this, did you, did you get this through a recruiter? I can't remember. Yes, um, recruiter is who I have reached out to, and so I am. Go ahead. Yeah, so, no, I was just going to say, uh, the recruiter is who I had been in communication with. Uh, I did do all my follow-ups, but I was going to reach back out to the recruiter today as well. Well, I think that's a good idea to reach back out to the recruiter. It does seem like a long time for them to wait to make a decision unless they've had, like, uh, I mean, been con- it, unless they've been conducting a ton of interviews. Right, you know. right. And this is a major okay. company, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... I'm trying to get back to that email. It's... Uh, I, I don't know specifically if you're going to get the job or not on the psychic level. I, I, what, we'll, what we'll do, Kate, is put out energy that, I mean, I'm not getting a no. I'm not getting anything that says no. It's been three weeks. Sometimes uh, companies take a long time interviewing. Other times people, uh, they, they get the job and then they don't want it. Uh, that might be. How long were you working at your previous job again? Uh, the one before I, where I am now in the miserable space? Yeah. Uh, two years. Well, well, I mean, two is in, there's a strong two in your energy. You're, you know, your year adds up to 12 and you're born on the 12th. And there's a two in your day. Um, not that that has to pertain now specifically to how many years you've been working at your job. You didn't make a change at the age of 36. So 66, 76, 86, 96, no, 2002. If we go back to 2002 and we check out your life at that point, that might give us some indication about whether a job change is about to come. What happened in 2002? Well, it would have been 2003. I mean, you're born at the end of the year, so you, yeah. 2003, really. 2002. Oh, my son, 2002. My, my, son started, my son started high school, and it was a major shift in our household. Um, okay. Really major, yeah. Okay, so so it brings up a cha- the idea of a change. You bring in your son. What's your son's birthday? Seven seven eighty nine. So he has a replication of two numbers too. Seven seven nineteen eighty nine. Or forty one. Uh, forty one five. 
which is well, that's interesting. It is interesting because the first two numbers are um, his inverted karmic number. Seven and seven is fourteen. He's a forty-one five. You guys become, of course, his a fourteen, a 14 which, which is, is their, yeah, which is their her her mm-hmm. addition of her first four numbers. Right Nine, and two, two and one. Comes fourteen, right and. and we are so close. He is he is one of my dearest friends. Yeah, I mean, he I, I consider my grown son a friend of mine. So he we are extremely close. Well, one reason one reason for that is one two two nine adds up to fourteen, and seven and seven add up to fourteen. So it's a karmic relationship that was on very good terms in, in a, a past, past life. life, but also okay. in the years add up to fourteen. There's another fourteen yeah. there, so. So what what what's going on, Kay, uh, is that you are due for a change, even though you've only been at this job for two years, and that has nothing but to do with But she's not at that job for two years. This is her previous no, job. No, not this. The job she's currently at, she's only been at for, what, six months? Yes, About? at most. Yeah. At most. Yes. Yeah, so there was a job previous to this. Go ahead. Yeah, and I was going to say, and this this one from, I honestly say from the first week, I realized that this was not a healthy space because the the attitude started immediately. I mean, ugh. Right. So from the beginning, because in my the way I in my memory, uh, it wasn't a conflict between you and the manager so much as it was your issue with her personality and the fact that she was unprofessional and would talk about like drinking or her, you know, yeah. intimate life member. Yeah. So yeah. now, now it's progressed. It sounds like it's progressed to a situation where there's a conflict between the two of you. It sounds like you're not getting along with her aside from her being inappropriate. Is that accurate? That is correct. To the point okay. where people, that work with me, that work for me and work with me. I have someone who is in another country who has asked me, why why are you being targeted? And so I'm like, oh, okay, so it's that obvious. So have you, I mean, has there been any, were you, did you react in any way to her inappropriateness that would have caused her to notice? That's, that's what I doing? I think that's what happened. I um, I did not respond. I would remain. You know, some of those people, if they feel like they're bullying you, hey, that's the one I'm going to kick at. But then as soon as you stand up, it's like, oh, crap. Okay, I didn't know this person would do that. So as soon as I stood up the other day and called her on that personal um, attack of me, it shocked her completely. As long as it's... I say nothing or just not necessarily, you know, just kind of bite my tongue. It would continue. Well, the good news is this. You're 54. Now, that's a multiple of nine right there. So that's good. Right. The other thing that's good is your 12 becomes a three in your month, and you have a six at the end of your year. That's 36. Which is your karmic number. That's good. I mean, the, the idea of you changing at the age of 54, you're bound to make a change. Well, she did. She did make a change, six though. Months ago. Yeah, she made but. a change six months ago. So, I mean, what we're hoping is for her to get 
other job well, so she doesn't have to be stuck in a situation where she's unhappy. Yeah, but you see, the, the idea that she made a change a six it months ago, ago, and that might feel the case right now, is conflicted mm. by the fact that you're one, that you're 66 is a 12, and Which you're born in the 12th month. month. So when we look at that, we go, okay, so you may be able to make changes more than once within a multiple year. Okay. Multiple year. And 54 is a multiple year by nine. So uh, nine times six is uh, 54. So you've gone through uh, six cycles of your master number, which is actually in your code of 36 equals nine. I, I'm you know, if it isn't this job, I, I, I'll say you're going to get it. You're, you're going to have to change it. And six months is part of your year. So now we go back and revisit your year, and we we define it now as a being representing six months within the job. I know it sounds a little nutball to look at these numbers this way, but that's the way we do it. So that's the way it is. Well, and it's it's interesting that she would call today and on the day that we're having this conversation about getting a clear picture of what's going to happen in someone's future. Obviously, this is not like a destiny line that she's going to be in this new job. So going into her code and trying to figure out what might be, uh, well, you know. Today's, today's date actually it comes to a 12. Yeah. eleven nineteen. So something's going on, Kay. Uh, <laughs> uh, something's going on. You know, we we had a we were trying to help another person, and and indeed they were having problems with jobs. And, and it was it, unclear. We weren't sure about whether this job was going to come through. Though it was asked, it was requested that this type of job would come through for this person and it did there were other jobs there were other jobs that were being considered and none of them were really for me I was not feeling great about any of those other choices and then this other opportunity came in which I thought okay this is the one but there wasn't a clear answer as to whether this person was going to get the job or not during this process now the only other peculiar thing in your narration that intrigued me was that you said you were talking to somebody from another country. What's all that about? Uh, that's someone who reports to me. I, I have someone who is in another country that reports to me. And um, with our with the work schedule, we by the time I get on in the morning, her that's her afternoon. So we have we had our meeting. We had our um, we have our daily meeting, morning meeting. And she has witnessed this during our morning meetings. Is this um, like a customer service representative that you that reports to you, someone who deals directly with the public, or what is their role? No, she's a contract analyst. Contract analyst. Well, let me ask you yes. something. I'm, I'm, I'm a contract manager. Yeah, I'm a contract manager. Yeah, yes. I have two questions to ask you. Number one, I want to know what the connection is, if any, or create one, correct? for God's sakes, create one, with France, anything with France, and what country is this individual in? Um, I studied French um, in high school and in college, and this person is in the Netherlands. 
Oh, okay. So that's a, okay. So there's right, a plus. It, right next to France. So and right you were yeah. actually her family. Her family's from her. Her husband's family's from France. Oh, well, there, there's you know that's good validation right there. And actually, okay. <laughs> uh, another individual we helped uh, is studying French, and she got a job that she wanted that was not you know, obviously available to her when she applied. It was a far stretch to get this job, and she got it. So that came in. Now, you also came into my mind this morning, and I'll tell you why. Um, I was running through some channels on TV, and I ran across what's called the Turner Classic Movie Station. Uh And they were showing a movie that I loved called Beauty and the Beast, not the cartoon. But the 1946 movie that Jean Cotteau did as a director, a beautiful, surreal film, a classic, an A film, it was in French. I remember that. I I, I remember, yes. It's been uh, 100 years since I've seen it, but yeah. (laughs) Oh, good for you. Well, Well, that was in French and with subtitles. And it's a very good movie mm-hmm. for anyone who wants to see it. It's excellent. But now mm-hmm. the fact that you did see it and you connect to it, and you have this connection to France. And I was watching the movie this morning. I only saw it for 10 minutes. Um, I thought, okay, something's coming up about France today. I, I'm getting the vibe. Wow. Wow. So <laughs> the vibration. And this woman's family that you deal with is from France, you said. Yes, her in-laws. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's the way it works. She's Dutch and her husband is French. Well, that's... And her husband's French. So, So, you know, so there's a validation case. I don't know how far it's going to go, but we've got one. Okay. (laughs) It could mean you're changing jobs this year, but maybe not this one. I don't know if it's this one or not. I don't know. But the signs look good right now. And but you're contacting the uh, the the recruiter today again? Yes. Yes, I'm going okay. to follow up as soon as I I sit back down. Yes. Okay. So you know, just give us a call back and let us know what happens with that okay, call. Wonderful. All okay. Right. Thank All right. you so much. I appreciate you guys. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah, um, that's, you know, I, I mean, psychics don't really have a, they have a life, but their life is, is they're, under, <laughs> they're under occupation. They're being occupied. And when they're, when they are granting their, themselves to the universe and involved in all of everybody's lives, their lives are sometimes put on a shelf because you're now an instrument for anybody that has a that, question or wants something that may come up. So you elect to be of service. It's about being a service and you're available. Your life is really not about your ego, but, but if you're truly in the, in the attitude of being a good psychic, your life is preoccupied by everybody else's lives and you're a conduit of information. 
when I was watching the movie, I enjoyed it for what I saw, and I enjoyed it for what I, I appreciated about the movie, but then I got this vibe that didn't belong to me. I thought, wait a minute, something else going on. This isn't my vibration. This is something else. So suddenly I was thrown out of the movie, and I had to watch the movie thinking about what's going to happen today pertaining to another person, because I knew it wasn't my vibe. And then uh, Kay came in and answered the question for me. Usually it's answered when these things happen. But that's another way of receiving signals um, to somebody else that just might be, oh, what a coincidence. But to a psychic, they eliminate coincidences. They don't live in a coincidental world. They've, they've rearranged their antennae. They, they've done something differently with their radar system to where it's uh, coincidence don't occur. Everything is not happen chance. It's, it's happen chance. It's um, conditioned by a, a recording of something significant about to occur usually it's something in the, in the future or in the immediate future. But that's um, how, it, how it works. And we just got a demonstration of that on the radio as to how these things happen. So uh, it's a sacrifice. Being a, I think being a psychic is a sacrifice. No, it depends on, it depends on the psychic, I think. I mean, you know, not every psychic conducts his or her life in the same manner. No. And, you know, it's, it's, no, they don't. It depends yeah. on the, it depends on the psychic. Some doctors are hands on and some don't really, won't even answer your call if you're dying. They, they, <laughs> you know, they, they're washing off their golf balls. But they, uh, but that's just the way it is. You have committed people who are, thoroughly involved in what they do. And then I will, I will say that a lot of psychics are very giving people and they're there for people and they do their best, whether they're accurate or not is another story, but we're not always all accurate, but, uh, but that's the vibrational field of being a uh, psychic. And the thing about it is, is that it's not like you're a painter where you absorb the environment and you think, oh, I think I'll paint that picture, you know, or your inspirational field is in something creative and you do it for yourself. Well, under the, under the assumption that's going to go out to the world. Right, go out to the world and that other people will benefit and enjoy it. Yeah. But that's still more of an ego-driven yeah. calling than being a psychic who is helping other people. But again, you can, you know, extend that to people that are priests, nuns, rabbis, doctors, but again, you know, the ego can get involved. The ego can get involved. And we have to distinguish between uh, ego and personality. Psychics can be colorful personalities and and not really be outstanding in being egotistical. So personality and ego are two different things. A personality is, is a performance and an ego is more an integrated sense of 
what one expects out of life and whether it's more of a selfish or a selfless attitude. Right, but the personality can get involved in the ego too because if the personality became, like if a reading becomes too imbued with the psychic's personality, that can interfere with the clarity of the reading and you know, the focus being the, the yeah. subject of the reading. So it's, you know, well, you know, I mean, the different rules. Personality comes from the person. It, it's a it's a noun, an extended noun from person, and personality, the root the root the compounded word is personality. Ego is a creative term. It doesn't come from the person. Freud created it, and it was used in more ancient literature too. He didn't actually coin the word. But ego is uh, considered the expression, the ultimate expression that a person has. And it is your inner, inner, inner thought. So you have id, ego, and superego. The in, id would be your impulses. The superego is sort of your policeman as to how you conduct, how you morally and, and responsibly conduct, conduct yourself. Him. And then the ego is your final expression. Your ego is the most outstanding part that is apparently visible to the population at large. That's not the same as personality. Ego is, they're both behaviors, but one is, a, one is more of a performance. Well, you know, personality. It's, it's funny you should mention the ego because uh, the other day I was scrolling through Facebook and something I've noticed for uh, quite some time is people... <laughs> Well, we'll write this, write like a long, uh, you know, this exposition about spirituality, uh, you know, how to how to conduct oneself in life and give this inspiration, try to give these inspirational messages in in their in their in their posts. And then they attach a picture of themselves to, to the post. <laughs> and I'm like, what does this have to do with the post that you're, I mean, you know, yeah. why are you putting a picture of yourself in, you know, in something that is clearly not supposed to be about, you know, your photograph? It's just bizarre to me. Yeah, some people have to have that imprint, that trademark of dominance over everything that's around them. Um, I mean, not to say that posting pictures, you know, is wrong necessarily, but I think when you're putting a selfie with, you know, something that's supposed to be of higher nature yeah. in terms of its content is, is doesn't make sense. You know, you, you, the great pyramids, you take a picture of the great pyramids and the guy is standing in front of it with a big smile on his face. Well, obviously, I mean, if you're a tourist, you know, of course you're going to take pictures that's you know that's a given but well yeah you know, i mean we get into now we get into the idea of pure professionalism uh national geographic photographers are going to take a picture of the site itself right the tourists <laughs> are going to put themselves in, in it. it yeah so this is you know well i mean as far as a record of your trip and being there you know putting yourself in the picture isn't so bad i, I you know that doesn't bother me as much as what I was referring to before, but yeah, I remember when, uh, what was it? The Notre Dame cathedral burnt down Yeah. and the, the, the Facebook feed was flooded with people with their pictures 
in front of Notre Dame when it was standing, which I thought was like kind of tacky. Very. Um, you mentioned Notre Dame, but then I was at Notre Dame. So I've been I, there too. Yeah. And I was at the top, and they have gar- gargoyles. 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 gargoyles oh, at they the did. Top. And um, if someone took a picture of me uh, posing beside the gargoyle. Um, so I, I stand to, I stand con- convicted of, of a crime here. Uh, well, you didn't post it. <laughs> you didn't. I, I didn't post, post the picture on Facebook when when the cathedral itself was burning down. No, no. Um, but it, you know, and that brings up another. We talk about another uh, movie illusion. Uh, what I thought Charles Lawton's performance of. Uh, the Hunchback and the Hunchback of Notre Dame that he did back in the 30s was just amazing. And the very uh, end of that movie, um, he loses his love, Esmeralda's love, to another dashing fellow. But he say, he ends up saving Esmeralda. But at the end, uh, he utters the statement, "Why was not? Why was I not made of stone like thee?" referring to the Golgile because his heart was broken. Very, very sad scene. But um, again, you know, France. We're back in France. I wish we were um, back in France. (laughs) You know, uh, Notre Dame and Victor Hugo and and, uh, notwithstanding Jean Jean Cotteau, who did uh, The Beauty Beauty and the the Beast, which was a um, Grimm's fairy tale, fairy tale. And that was another heartbreaking story because the beast has to have the beauty marry him or he will, and he can't tell her why, but he dies, he's dying of a broken heart. And she ultimately comes back by chance and sees him dying in his castle and kisses him and he turns into a prince. Well... And then he went on to um, to to uh, compose purple 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 rain. Purple rain. <laughs> um, and now we know the true story of Beauty and the Beast. That's very funny that you would that we would both say that, but that you would say it especially because someone texted me about that person. Yeah. Last night. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, so you know, and talk about personalities, but. The, you know, the ego of, of how one usually performers need an ego. They have to have. Well, we all have an ego. And, Everybody uh, has an ego. But yeah. you were talking about the, the way it, it, the way the ego manifests itself. Obviously, the ego has to be. I actually like my ego in a toaster. With <laughs> um, I used to think that was called ego, ego waffles. They do all kinds of varieties now, not only original, ego, but right? with ego, fruit. They ego. probably have things with chocolate, whole grain. Oh, they still have whole grain ego. I guess I don't. Um, but anyways, so as we're diverging here uh, from the topic of psychic phenomena to waffles, to waffles and Notre Dame, and uh, I always I, like to consider our our radio show is like. Charlie Brown's baseball field that we can talk about anything we want. But when we, you know, when we get into the, uh, getting back to the idea of receiving vibrations, 
you don't have to be a psychic to get a vibration. You can do it on your own, God's sakes. You, you, you have your own intuition. You can figure a lot out on your own. You can get a hunch. I mean, if you're uncertain and you want a more um, outstanding, what do you call it, professional opinion, a psychic, uh, you can go to a psychic and, and get the information as much as you can go to a psychic and work on your soul or your spirit or your intuitive abilities. Some people have or a bit of interest of wanting to advance on a spiritual level, and they choose a psychic instead of a priest or a rabbi or a therapist. They choose a psychic. Well, yeah, and then there are psychics who call other psychics <laughs> to get questions answered, which is always a bit confounding to me because if you're psychic, I'm, you know, why seek another yeah, psychic? I've never done that. I've had psychic calming, but I've never called a psychic to get an opinion and the three or four readings that psychics have done on me oh god they were terrible terrible except one woman uh one woman did uh did record i was being i was in oh you were recognized as psychic in the audience it was a group what was it what were you doing it was at some psychic fair and i was sitting in the audience and uh the psychic giving the lecture had us all raise our hand she was going to tell us who was psychic or not. And um, I was being very obscure. I didn't want any spotlight on me or anything. So I didn't raise my hand. And I didn't want to have any singled out, conversation. Right. But she came one by one. She said, raise your hand. I said, oh, no, I don't want. She goes, raise your hand. She goes, you you know, she goes, so I, you know, it was embarrassing. So I raised my hand. And she's studying my hand, studying my hand. She goes, Wait a minute. Because you're you're a psychic. You're the you're the biggest psychic in this audience. Did yeah. you know that? Were you did you now so at that time you three that's what I was asking. Yeah. So you slimmed down considerably. Oh they had wonderful food stamps. You gained all that weight. Gained all that weight at that one 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 event. Yeah. Oh God, I've got something in my eye. <laughs> Uh, I, no, it's like I'm trying to get this thing out of my eye for the whole show, and now it's something. I think it was sunscreen on my finger, and now the sunscreen's making my eye. Oh God! I'm like, do you see my eye? It's really irritated. Oh. Well, I've got to have an eye to see your eye. Uh, eye to eye. But the idea that I'm well, then what happened was. Um, she asked me if I was psychic, and I, I just went down. Said, no. I said, no, no, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> she goes, well, why are you here? Uh, you know, I, I, I think I fumbled through the whole conversation. Well, that's a silly question. Why are you here? I mean, you can attend a, a concert, and you're not necessarily a musician um, or a movie, and you're not necessarily an actor. I mean, no, a but person she was can be. that I must have had some interest in it. Or, but she... Uh, <sighs> If you wanted to conduct a further conversation, I ducked out of there before the concert, the conversation was Concert. Over. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. We compare palms, you know, from time to time. Yeah. You know, we look at each other's palms, and they do morph. It's interesting. You know, they don't always hold the same energy. No, the and palms them. will change. They the do change. The energy of the palms will change, and just like the fingers will change. And our fingerprints don't change, you know. But for some reason, the lines on our hands uh, change. And um, th- that there's a chakra in there, in the palm of the hand. 
and there's little tiny, tiny, tiny chakras at the tips of the fingers. Uh, so, you know, ET will tell you that, that there's little lights of energy at the tips of the fingers for healing and vibrational field. Uh, the, our fingertips are actually equivalent to the whiskers of a cat. Don't ever clip the whiskers on your cat. The whiskers on the cat help a cat detect spatial energy. If they're, they, they can tell that if their whiskers are touching something, they can actually understand the vibration or the dimensions of the space and, and know if they can fit into it or not. The whiskers also detect uh, other energies in the atmosphere. So cats have to have whiskers. They can't live without whiskers. Um, they, and so and they, those of you that clip your cat's whiskers, don't do that. Because they are like little psychic energies. They cats. also use them to whisk eggs and they, they, different yeah. kinds of batters. Yeah. Waffle batter. They do. They do. <laughs> And, and at what, when, when, when they're poor spellers, they drink a lot of whiskey. But, they, but cats um, are kind of amazing in that respect uh, in terms of how they use their whiskers. If you notice, dogs don't, dogs don't have whiskers. Cats have whiskers. Now, what the heck? Why does a dog – well, usually a dog doesn't have whiskers – well, because the dogs, um, I mean, you can, you know, the cat family does, lions, and basically our cats are, are more, are more feline, they're more lion-like than they are domestic cats. Dogs do have whiskers, though. Well, they, they do, but, but they're not. They're not as prominent no, as no. the cats, which are, The reason yeah. dogs don't have whiskers is because dogs usually dig in the dirt. But if you look like and, yeah, they have little ones. They're they have not very little ones that uh, that attach scent, um, and so it's and and so it attaches scent. But they don't use whiskers in the same way that dogs, that cats, cats use whiskers, because canine, they're usually digging in the dirt or they're you know put, stuffing their face in some animal's carcass. So gross. Um, their 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 um their uh their their use of whiskers is a little bit different. It it is a a sensual sensory it, it's a sensory tool. Yes, it is. It is. And they do detect things from it, but the communication of whiskers to the animal is much more predominant with cats. So why? So and cats are more considered more mysterious, which brings in the system of being more psychic. psychic. But dogs are very intuitive. We don't want to underestimate dogs at all. We but, always get off on these conversations about dogs and cats. When we have no calls, we have to bullshit somehow. <laughs> um, but the idea that... Let's talk about bulls. <laughs> yeah. Balls or bulls? <laughs> um, Depends on your preference. I don't know. Um, you know, I'll never forget the story. We were at a uh, we were at a uh, little bagel shop, and uh, a neighbor said, oh. a "Neighbor who always plays balls in the street with, with his kids." kids. <laughs> um, so we were in a crowded bagel shop. And it was crowded that day. It actually. was very crowded that day, and um, 
the neighbor said, hi, neighbors. Said, hi, neighbors. And I looked over at him and I said, and I didn't recognize him. Then I didn't. I go, oh, I didn't recognize you without your vault. <laughs> Which at that moment, I didn't even get until you I, I mentioned what you what you had said. And I remember you had said it, but I didn't my mind didn't even go to that perverted place well, that yours did my, immediately I, I, after I, I and his I, did in too. In one second my mind thought, oh shit. And then uh, <laughs> everybody was looking and laughing and that was seated. Now this guy, I'm no longer his neighbor. He won't even say hello to me. No. But um, I think he was really <laughs> mad that I was here. But, I, but uh, you know, I tried to explain your balls in the street and that didn't help. <laughs> no. But, um, now, you're, now you're exaggerating. Uh, no, I'm not exaggerating. I don't remember you trying to explain Yeah, it. later. Later, I tried to. He, oh. he wasn't looking at me. And I said, were you mad that I said I didn't recognize you without your balls? He just stared at me. I said, I meant your balls in the street. <laughs> he didn't. <sighs> it didn't work too well. Yeah. On well. So sometimes you have put to. You, I, huh? Sometimes you put your foot in your mouth. Yeah, I do. Uh, no, we all do. Um, but so what, we're, we're getting on the idea, <laughs> we'll put your foot in your mouth. That's the first chakra and the fifth chakra. And I was born in 51, so I, I'm entitled to do that. I guess so. Uh, so when we get into the idea of, of chakra systems, and, you know, what the heck are they all about? What? what See, that's what a good thing. You know what? Let's, let's write a book. Chakras. Chakras. What the heck are they all what about? The that's a good title. Yeah. What is, what's going on? So, you know, um, we, we can't get around. We named chakras. We named them chakras. And we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But one thing we can't deny is that they do occupy sections of the body that we all own. And there's no denying that any one section of the body has a clear definition that people have. And there's personality in every chakra. Every chakra has personality. Every section of our body has personality. Fred Astaire with feet, um, Winston Churchill with voice, you know, that kind of thing. Um, uh, with the second chakra. We have... have God, <laughs> we have a caller. Don Juan, the second chakra. Yes. Okay, Hi. nine five from there. Hi. Hi. So, um, it's me, Stacey. I'm, I'm sure you Hi, guys Stacey. know. Right? Hi. Yeah, we know. Hi. Stacey. S T C I L. And. So Give, us really... uh-huh. Give us your birthday and Give us your birthday. I think you're twenty nine eleven too, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ten eighteen nineteen eighty nine. Okay, go ahead. Well, this time it's not about my problem, though I still have problems. But um, there's something that I that I feel like because I you know I, I kind of watched something about you know like reincarnation and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I was telling my boyfriend about this, and um, it's something that I remember that stuck with me for, like, all my life, and it's, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I felt like I didn't have a body. Um, I feel like I didn't breathe. All, all my vision, like, I didn't even have a vision. It was just, like, whiteness. 
Um, but I felt like it happened before I was born. And ever since I was little, I remember that, and I still remember to this day. Um, I felt like I felt like I was in a cocoon kind of a thing. Like, I felt like I needed to get out of it. Like, I felt kind of um, claustrophobic, but I just want to be out of there. Um, I don't know what that is, <laughs> even to this day, even since I was a little child. Um, but it, it's kind of weird. I don't even know how to explain it. So you're saying that you have a memory from that started that you've had since childhood of being in like a cocoon, a white space, and feeling claustrophobic. Is that a, is that correct? Are we understanding? Yeah, like I felt. Yeah, like I felt like um, it felt like a beginning of myself, kind of a feeling. Um, I don't remember feeling like I have a body. Um, I don't even feel like I remember even breathing. Um, but it felt like my vision. I remember a vision of just whiteness, bright white light of brightness, and I felt like I was just inside of something. Well, you know, what, what happens is we sometimes have the experience of being transported back to it through the astral realm in portals that bring take us backward and that take us backward in time to other lifetimes. You're you're experiencing a de-evolution. You're going backward for some reason into a, a somewhat cocoon, cocoon of psychic and sort of an embryonic energy. Going. Yeah. And so you're just having that experience because probably as you live and breathe in this lifetime, there's something from a previous lifetime that's preoccupying your life still. You haven't resolved. But are you are you saying that you're having this sensation? I mean, that you continue to have this sensation, or are you saying that this is a memory that you have had since a child, or does it return? It's, it's a memory, but I feel like it. It feels like before my childhood. That's it's always felt like that for me. Um, I used to theoretically like, oh, maybe I was taken by aliens or something, but it's it doesn't make sense for that reason for me no, right now. Your, 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 your soul, your astral body is within your physical body. <clears throat> and if your yeah. astral body is carrying a lot of energy from another journey yeah. you had previously, it's like trying to get out, a bird trying to get out of a birdcage. Your, your, your body is trying to go back to resolve something. Now, we don't know what that is. But yeah. But there's something, you know, therapy, past life regression, I don't know, something like that might, might reveal it. Let me ask you a quick question. In your whole lifetime, anywhere in your lifetime, did you ever have a goldfish? I've had goldfish. Okay. That's the beginning. That's the very beginning of probing into what your past life, what's going on. You were a goldfish in a past yeah, life. Yeah, you were a goldfish. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, there's something, that's the doorknob to leading into some other part of your world that might help you unravel why your astral body's having these experiences that you recall. The other is, have you ever just, I know you probably have, but have you ever been on a boat? Yes. And just real quickly, because we're running out of time, we're already out of time. But what happened on the boat? What was this boat experience? Um, 
I guess like a C6. <laughs> you got C6? Um, yeah, but the thing yeah, is but- with me is that I, I have phobia about dishes. I don't even like touching them. I don't even, I, I don't even feel comfortable eating them. Wait, I don't you like have them. phobia of fishes, but you have goldfish. That's weird. Yeah, I don't even like eating next to them by a tank. I feel kind of nauseous. <laughs> well, well, you know, the reason, what started to unravel about your experience is the, your past life on a boat where you might have been fallen in the ocean and ultimately consumed. There's something like that. That's where we start off the narrative. I don't know where it goes from yeah. there, but that's what we're unfortunately quickly. But we're out of time. We're out of time. Unfortunately, Stacey okay. call back on another show, maybe a little earlier. We're back on the air on Monday this next week. So if you want to give us okay. a call back a little earlier. Um, we're on. You're on the East Coast, right? Yeah. So we're we're on at noon your time. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Hopefully Thank that you. little bit helps. You're welcome. All right. We are back on the air again Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Hope you join us then. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.